0: Hey everybody welcome to Fearless TV. For more information on what we have going on check out our website fearlessla.com or check us out on Instagram at fearless underscore LA. The following message is by our very own Pastor Jeremy Johnson and the sermons entitled The Anticipation. Hope you enjoy. scripture verse today to help set up the sermon for pastor jeremy found in romans 8 verse 19 for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of god to be revealed
1: the grace of god is always unique the people that chooses you know that mercy is about your sin but grace is about your call most people don't get that. There's this new theology coming in where all we talk about is grace. But if we only talk about grace, we miss the mercy. Because mercy is, is not getting what you should have got. Meaning, what, what I thought about in traffic this week, uh, what I I, I got frustrated with as your pastor, uh, the three fights I got in with my wife and didn't want to say sorry, you, you know, those moments. And then in the past, the things I was looking at, the things I was talking about, the things I was thinking about, the moments in my life, those are the things that God covers by his mercy. And, and you need to understand he is rich in mercy. And, and he's so rich in mercy when he has you covered. He's got you covered, baby. There is nothing that can be uncovered. Right? Mercy is when you play like this. You know that game? You know the game, you remember that game in, in, in high school? I was not very good at mercy because I got small hands. I got small hands and the dudes with uh, hot dog hands, you know those guys, they, 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 they take you out when it comes to mercy. And I was always the one to cry out mercy first. And what mercy means is I'm done. Can't go any, you, you got me. And this is what it means to Repent. This is what it means to, to be done with your old ways, to be done with the life that is destroying me. God, I'm done, man. I'm, I'm done running from you. It seems like your love is dangerous. It's just gonna keep pursuing me. I, I tried to hide. Have you ever tried to hide from God's love? And God's call? What about God's call? Have you ever, you ever tried to just like hang up? Don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me. No, I thought I told you. You just hope God butt dialed you. You know what I'm saying? You ever try to run from God's call? Oh man, you will end up inside of a well going back to the very place that you came from. He will send a storm and a beast to get you back to where he's called you to. And this is the call of God. It is dangerous, but the most dangerous part is his mercy covers the past, but his grace covers where I'm going. See, mercy is is not getting what I should have got, but grace is getting what I do not deserve grace is receiving you see i shouldn't be able to preach in this pulpit because i am a filthy rag in my own righteousness but it is his grace that gives me power to stand where i cannot stand it is his grace that gives me the ability to go so don't throw away his grace you've cried out for his mercy but what about his grace you thought it was just about getting out of jail, but it's not just about getting out of jail. It's about getting others out of the prison they're in, and I'm going to need his grace. And God always chooses people that their faith has to catch up to his grace. That, that, that their little mustard seed has to, has to step out where they can. Should not be able to go. To serve God will always be a stretch. It was always. Look, there is one thing that my God is. not He is not safe. He's a lot of things. But there is one thing. He isn't. And he isn't safe. He will, he will cause you to freak out when he starts calling you. And if, and if you would say, no, nah, I, don't, I don't get with that, then you, you haven't heard his call yet. Because he would call crazy people like me that live in small towns that I grew up in of 10,000 people and say, no, I've chosen you. No, choose someone from L.A. Choose someone that understands the freeways and understands the block. Pick Jenny from the block, but don't pick me from California. God goes, no, I choose you. Because at the end of you, my grace gets on display. Because you shouldn't be able to stand where you're standing. See, just as much people will praise God for what he's done in your life, they get to praise him about what he's going to do with your life. I love the, what this says, the message version of Romans, uh, chapter 3. Uh, it, it says this. It says, God, it's really sweet and soft and nice and, and, and this friendly, really cautious God. It says this, God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. I love that way it puts it because that is just the way uh, I see life. I, I see it in like a 300 movie type thing. And The Bible says that God went for the jugular when he sent his only son. It wasn't a weak move. It wasn't a bad play. God went for broke. God gave it all. God went all in. And he says this. He went for the juggler when he gave his son. He didn't deal with the problem of sin as something remote or unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took the human condition and entered the disordered mess. God himself entered our mess. Now that's Crazy, dangerous when he does that. Because every time he gets into chaos, he creates order. He entered the mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. I love this in verse 15. It says, the resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, now watch this, grave-tending life. It's not... The, the life that I've received from Jesus was not given to me so I can wait around my grave to die, wait around for Jesus to come back and sing Kumbaya till he gets here, this, this new life was not given to me to stand still, to fill up a pew, to just tithe my 10% on Sunday, to be an usher. This life that was given to me was not given to me so I can wait around. Look, I told my wife, I said, look, honey, don't ever pick me out a casket. I don't want to know what casket. If you want, I'm not going with you. Uh, bury me in a pink bedazzled casket if you want to. I really don't care because this place is not my home. And I'm not waiting around to die. We all have a time stamped on our life. And there is a life that God's given us to live that life. Now, Now most Christians look depressed. We look happy one hour a week on Sunday when the right song is playing. But the rest of the week, we look like we're grave tending. You see, the first thing that God told told Lazarus after he raised him from the dead huh, is take off your grave clothes. Take off. Where you came from, take off, look, look, you are no longer dead, you are now alive in Christ Jesus, and the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside of us. Do you believe that in this room tonight? So no, it's not a grave-tending life. It's adventurous. It's expectant. It's greeting God with childlike faith. I love this saying, what's next, Papa? <laughs> Some of us feel awkward even saying that to God. I mean, that's a little strange. I heard people pray, Papa, God. I'm like, that's so weird. I, I don't know. But one time I actually tried it. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm gonna try this. Hey, Dad. You know, something shifted in our relationship because I didn't just see him as a faraway God. When words get in your heart, something starts shifting in your mind and your heart. and You start living different. Look at what he's saying. He's saying, look, this is not a grave-tending life. Quit sitting around the grave of what didn't happen, of what you thought should have happened, of what they said, what they did, what door was shut. Oh, gosh, I'm still mourning the last five things that didn't work out. There's always this pattern of people that come new to our church from other churches. First, the first five uh, visits, they tell me about how much they hated their old pastor. <laughs> I'm always careful with those people because if you, if you talk about him to me, you're going to talk about me to somebody else. <laughs> I say, hey, oh, I know him. Let's call him right now. Let's talk about this. right? <laughs> But, 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 but I can tell when people still talking about the past that God's already covered because we're still grave tending what's already been risen from the grave. God already took care of, he already took care of, look, look, here's the deal. Why can't we worship with all that God's given us? Why can't we fully praise? Because we're still watching what is already dead. It's not gonna resurrect, baby. Just let it die. There are some things that you need to resurrect and some things we need to let go, baby. We need to wipe the dirt off our feet and walk on into the adventurous expected life and greet God with childlike faith saying what's next papa they like to call me big papa you know what I'm saying what's next papa what's next dad the last chapter on your life is closed open the new chapter look at what he's writing he's the author and the Uh, So what does he have in the next chapter that looks like nothing like the last chapter that you're just still trying to read the old pages and we need to close the move and move on and say, God, thank God I got through that. What's next? You know the people that you're still living with rent-free in your brain? They haven't thought about you one night. Why not let them die? Why why not let their words die? Why not let their abuse die? Why not let what they did, what they said, what they walked on you, why not let them treating you like a mat, die in the grave with them, and you move on? Oh, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to wake some sleeping giants up in this room to walk into your new season and say, God, I'm ready. But you'll never be ready. Because no one he ever chose was. Uh, We think we're going to get there one day. We think we're finally going to arrive. And all of a sudden we're going to hear God's voice call. And we're going to go, oh, okay, yes, awesome. But it never works like that. I brought these gifts up here. Uh, uh, Anybody know what season's coming up? The poor Thanksgiving turkey bird. It it only got one day. Then we killed it. Then we already put a Christmas, I put Christmas music on the whole Thanksgiving dinner. I was, I was rocking some Michael Buble, come on. You know what I'm saying? And if I wanted to get Christian on it, I put on some Family Force Five, that's a good scene. And Justin Biebs, he has a good, a good. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like a rapper in the middle. And it's just awesome. I, I love Christmas. Anybody love Christmas? Any Christmas? Any elves in the room? Any any people love the movie Elf? I mean, you freak out. You've watched it a thousand times. Anybody irritated by your friends that love Christmas in this room? You're like, just please God, get the season over. I'm tired of the red cops. Yeah. My wife wants me to put up the tree. I like real trees. I like it to smell up the house. I like to cut it down like a man. Even though I'm in a Christmas tree farm and it's already been cut down, I like to just kind of saw it a little bit. Just to, I like to hammer the thing in. And just to feel like I'm kind of outdoorsy, I, I pull my chest hair out a little bit and I take in the breeze. You know what I'm saying. My wife likes the fake trees. <sighs> fake trees. And the, the top's always like this. It's just like, it just can't get it right, and And I hate lights. I hate putting lights on the house. I mean, I like lights. I like seeing other people's lights. I like enjoying their lights, but the problem is by the finally time I get the lights up, we gotta take them down. Christmas is crazy because it's like the holiday of a drunken man. We, We put lights out here and we bring trees inside here one of my favorite comedians said, who likes fruitcake anyways? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're eating fruitcake and you're like, whoa, what's that? Like, is that a Skittle? A treasure map? Wow, fruit, who, does anybody like fruitcake in this place? Okay, good. No one, thank God I knew I liked you folks for a reason. We fried a turkey, but I can't wait to fry one again on Christmas. And next week, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate this room with, with, with uh, trees and uh, lights and might have a few reindeer, I don't know. Uh, ben, work on that, thank you. And uh, <laughs> we need a, a real Santa. We need a hipster Santa. If anybody has a nice beard, we will use you as hipster Santa this year. <laughs> Not Rochelle, she doesn't have a beard. But but I, I could have put the trees out and the lights and all that stuff, but I just wanted to like get your focus for a second, because if I put all that out, you might, you might start thinking Christmas is about the tree or the lights or the, or the snow or, or all that stuff. But I, but I brought out, I wanted to do what, you know, you know those people that say what you're thinking, but you'll never say it out loud? I just wanted to be that for a second, just to help some of you out, because I know what you're thinking, but you can't say it because you would get judged for saying it, but I just want to say it tonight, that that I brought the one thing tonight that Christmas is all about. It's about the gifts, uh, right? It's it's about, uh, get me. if you didn't get me something, we're going to be talking, and I don't want coal in my stocking. I I want some cool stuff. I want some new pomade and some new hair products, and uh, it's all about... The gifts, or why, why set up the lights yet, or the tree, or the reindeer. We, we, we just bring focus into what it is really about. Uh, it's about the gifts. about how we wrap them, and how they're displayed. And It's not just about getting gifts, but it's about giving gifts. But, but really, Christmas is it's not about the gifts we give. It's really about the gift he gave 2,000 years ago. When he emptied heaven, huh, you know the gift he gave 2,000 years ago is the most expensive gift you will ever get. It is priceless. He, 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 he took every dime out of heaven when he sent Jesus to earth. He bankrupt heaven to get us eternal life. Dad went over the top on this gift called his son. It's the most practical gift you ever use, ever get. The gift that God gave me in salvation in my life, I use it every day. Every day I walk, every day his mercies are new. Every day I receive more of who he's called me to be. Every day I learn over and over again why he saved me and why he called me and why he cleansed me and why he made me much. It's the most practical gift you'll ever get. And it will last the longest. Yeah, other thing's going to break. That toy's going to break. The quadcopter's going to break. The new GoPro's going to break. The car, I'm sorry, my friend. As soon as the lease is over, it's breaking as well. That girl, she's going to break your heart too. But I'm just telling you, this gift has been tested. It's proven the test of time, this gift. See, Christmas is... Is about a tree but it's not about the Christmas tree it's about a tree that was cut down and placed in two places just like this one where the Sun the lamb not the reindeer died on a cross and the red that we put on the tree should not just celebrate a cool color on Starbucks mugs but it celebrates the blood of Jesus that was spilt to give me new life the green you see Christmas is about Jesus and if we're not careful we could spend so much money and so much time and get wrapped up in Black Friday and Blue Saturday just to get the right gift for the right person and to receive the right gift and not realize the whole time that it was his gift that was given to us that changed everything it is Jesus the reason for the season and the first Christmas looked nothing like ours There was no bows, there was no tree, there was no caroling, there was no eggnog, no candy canes, no Santa Claus. The first Christmas looked dreary. The first Christmas was in a manger with cattle and sheep on the backside of town with no one watching. The first Christmas was not highly celebrated, but just a few knew he was there. The first Christmas was dangerous. The first Christmas had been anticipated from the foundations of time. Because the Bible says that the lamb was slain before the foundations of time. All the angels were ready for this moment right here. Baby Jesus, sweet baby Jesus. But sweet baby Jesus was not sweet to Mary and Joseph. In fact, the Bible says in both chapters that it talks about this story. Matthew and Luke. Matthew talking about Joseph's encounter with an angel. And the Bible literally says the angel tells Joseph, fear not. First thing he announces to him, it's not awesome. Open your gift. It's fear not. (laughs) Why? Because the first Christmas was full of fear. First Christmas was intimidating. The first Christmas, you thought it would be easy to be called to change the world. Thought you'd feel good. God chose you. Wow, God, you chose me to raise the son that authored the son. Uh, My brain doesn't even understand, God. You you chose me, but the first, (laughs) the call of God in our life, we have to understand, it might freak you out before you dive into it. Joseph was freaked out. I love it when people say, oh, an angel told me to do this. An angel's at my house. No, no, if you've seen an angel, you would wet your pants. Like, <laughs> Hello, I'm an angel. No, no, people freaked out. Joseph was so afraid. He's on his knees like, oh, dear God, don't kill me, right? And he says, do not fear. What's been put in your wife is from the Holy Spirit. You know what he's saying, Joseph? He's saying, don't worry about it, Joseph. I got you covered because you didn't start this thing so you don't have to finish it. And whatever I start, I finish, because I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. He said, Joe, don't worry. What I put in Mary, I put there. And Mary had the same encounter. The Bible says to Mary, do not be afraid. I've called you, I've chosen you. You see, to be chosen by God may not be the greatest moment of your life in the moment. In fact, I'm learning that the gifts and the call of God as I grow in this thing, I'm 35 now, going on to 36, and I've been in this for just a little bit. But as I get older, I'm realizing that when I hear the gifts and calls of God, usually they freak me out before I open them. Usually they scare the daylights out of me. See, because i found that God does not wrap gifts like we do. (laughs) We wrap gifts that that we hope the outside at least makes you like the inside better. My my mother-in-law, she likes to wrap everything she gives us. She gives us six pairs of socks. She's going to wrap all of them. And the tag. And the store credit. And the coupon. I gave you a coupon in your stocking. And we get hotel soap in our stockings. Because more is always more, right? She'll wrap the gifts. Sometimes we'll open it and we'll think, what's it gonna be? This giant box for this? A battery? To the toy? (laughs) You thought it was two toys. But sometimes in this life, the gifts that's inside is actually a letdown from the paper. It's wrapped so beautifully. I thought this was, I thought this was, I mean, there had to be something expensive inside this because, wow, look at the time and the delicacy and the folds. I am a horrible folder, by the way. I mean, most of the time people are like, oh, did you get me like a box of like garbage? Like, well, what's inside? And they're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing gift because the box is wrapped so bad, but that's exactly how your God wraps things. It's not like the white elephant game. You, You ever played that? If you haven't, you need to. It's the best game ever. You get the weirdest gift you can find. You wrap it in the prettiest box you can find. And you hope the sweetest person in the room opens your gift. And you hope to get their gift, a gift card to wherever, when you gave them something you found in a drawer that has mold on it. You know what I'm saying? One time I was in a church Christmas white elephant gift party, and a year before I had hit a squirrel on the road. I said, this is going to be the perfect gift. I took the squirrel. I'm country. I'm a country, so I hope you're okay with it. I took the squirrel. I hid it in, my, in, in the church's refrigerator, the, the freezer, and I froze it for an entire year. Do weird stuff when you're bored and in, in, in places that don't have a lot of things to do. You know what I'm saying? I hid it for a year, <laughs> and then I wrapped it in the nicest I was praying that it didn't thaw, so people wouldn't know what was under the package. You know what I'm saying? And the best part is my mother-in-law got the gift. <laughs> she's opening it from her. She was the pastor's wife of the last year She's opening. It. I can't. Oh, this looks like it's from someone nice. Oh man, I can't. And she has no clue. She just opened it, and then out of nowhere she reaches in, not looking, and pulls it out and goes, "Ah!" She runs out of the room, drops the dead squirrel back into the box. And then Pastor Glenn, our senior pastor, wasn't paying attention. So he goes, what's in here? And he grabs it, reaches out, and does the same thing. <laughs> now you want to play that game. It's a good game. But God doesn't wrap gifts like that. He, he wraps them <laughs> You see, I've found that it's not really the gift that freaks us out, it's what it's wrapped in. We're not afraid of the gift. Thank you, Lord, for that gift. Thank you for that that call. Thank you for the ability to change the world. But it's the package, the gift comes in that actually detours us from ever opening. The, I don't. I don't know, God. I don't. I, don't, I have. No, I don't think I want to open. I don't think I want that. I, I, I just. And God's going. Are you serious? There's something so powerful. If you just open the box, what you don't realize is you also were designed as a hidden. Gift to this earth that the package is what you're so worried about. Got me? Them? Look at him, he's creased perfectly. She smells nicely. Look at the bow on her life. Me? I've been kicked around. I've been, I've been tossed around. I've been, I've been thrown around. I've, I've been ripped in all the wrong places. I've, I've been hurt. I've been abused. Have, have you ever got distracted by the wrapping on the gift that God gave? I, I, I came here to talk to a whole bunch of leaders tonight. And the reason why I say that is because none of you match or none of you look alike because you're misfits. You, you've been wrapped in all different kinds of papers. Some, some of you got the end of the roll. You know the end of the roll? You're wrapped in like four different shades that don't match. Got leopard over here and little kids airplanes over here and an Easter wrapping over here and happy birthday on the bottom. But I know that you're powerful because God only wraps like that when he has strategy in mind. Because if the enemy could see you coming, he would destroy you before you got out. You see, you need to understand that we stand behind enemy lines. These are, these are gifts to warriors. Remember the king and the kingdom? These are gifts to warriors. See, you got to understand that the eyes of the, the devil, the eyes of the enemy, the eyes of this world are watching you. The Bible says that all of anticipation groans in waiting for the sons and daughters to be revealed. All of creation is waiting for you to be unwrapped. But as long as you're stuck on the paper, you'll never see what he created you to be. And how you define yourselves keeps you from exploring who you really are. I dare you to break the rules. I dare you to color outside the lines. I dare you to get like a little kid again and say, remember when we were little kids? No one could tell us we couldn't. Not even ourselves. What if you shut the voices down? And he said, Dad, you're a good dad. I know there are great gifts inside my life. I know I've been wrapped in all kinds of garbage. and all... Can I tell you this? You know how God gives gifts? He gives gifts like being fired from a job. He gives gifts like that leader, that friend leaving you, that person walking out on you. He gives great gifts. And then you get the gift and you're looking, on this can't be for me. I'm a son of God. My dad wouldn't give me something like this. And then you look, sure enough, it has your name on it. Some way. And many people get disappointed in God because they never open the gift. You ever pat up someone that's offended at God? God, I can't believe you would leave me out here with no job, no friends. I can't believe you would cut off every relation. God, I can't believe I'm here. I've just been serving you. I've been just giving, and I don't have anything in my cabinets. How am I gonna eat? You promised me you're gonna open a door. No doors are opening. God's going, it's just the paper. Open the gift, open the gift. I've snuck it in that not even you realize what you have. The Bible says, "No ear will hear, no eyes will see, and no mind can conceive what God has planned for those who love Him." So, if you can't see it, you can't hear it, you can't smell it, then maybe you have to open it to find out what's inside. You what's know, the greatest thing is that the first people of God ran from Sweet Baby Jesus. Joseph was like, "I'm gonna divorce her privately." But I get it, man. Mary calls you. Hey, Joe, how you doing? It's the middle of the night, Mary. You know you ain't supposed to talk to me right now. I need to tell you something. (sighs) I'm prego. Say what? Who is he? Let me kill him. I'll get at him right now. I'm Joe, but I am crazy Joe. And she says, you're never going to believe this. It was the Holy Spirit. Ain't nothing holy about that spirit, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you, I know he told you that. No, 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 Joe, you gotta understand. This is God. I'm carrying the Son of God. What? Okay, we'll just do this thing privately. I don't want to embarrass you. You've off your Richter. A few, a few fries short of a Happy Meal. Uh, you, you, this ain't working out. You got a few humps short of a camel. You know, we, we, we're not working this thing out, Mary. And so Joseph starts running. Joseph actually runs from the only thing that can bring him life. What if right now you're running from the thing you've been dreaming of? What if right now, because you can't deal with the paper, you are actually running from the very place that will change everything? What if what's in the box will shift your entire life? But because I can't get past, it doesn't make sense. God says, just open the gift. You know what's crazy is after you open it, you realize, oh, the paper was not very... Thick. that's just paper, and no one, no one comes in the room and goes, "Wow, look at that torn up paper. That's an amazing gift you've been given. Wow." And you would think that person's crazy. Don't invite them over anymore. They drink too much eggnog. Is that grandma's eggnog? <laughs> right? It's audacious church eggnog. You know what I'm saying? And. and just a job he's the king just some producer in LA on to the next one it's just some person that told you you're not good enough okay who else in history was told they're not good enough Michael Jordan oh he's just a little guy won't worry about him I needed them I had to have them well good they're gone so either you hold on to the paper and keep it on the package or you find out. Look, I found in my life, they had to hate me. They had to walk out on me. They had to ostracize me. They had to put me in back corners so that I could be snuck in in the middle of the night. And by the time I came out of the package, baby, it was too late. I dare you to rip off all the garbage that it surrounded your life and catch. It's just paper. It, ah, dare you like we used to do at Christmas. We opened the fireplace and we threw all the leftover paper inside and we watched it burn. I dare you to burn the things that have been destroying you and stopping you and say, God, I want to get to the inside of why you called me. See, the Lord that I serve likes to take ashes and make beauty. The God that I serve likes to take pain and make promises. He's an incredible God, and he can turn around any situation. And the God I serve never wastes a hurt. He never wastes a pain. If you were cut like you were cut, you were put there on purpose to change everything. I wonder who you are that the devil's so afraid of you. That since you were born, he's trying to take you out. Hmm. Every revolutionary that the Bible ever sent, all of their generation was wiped out. Look at Moses. That's why he was floated in a basket down the river because his whole generation, because they were looking for Moses. Look at Jesus. All the people his age were wiped out. That's why he was born in a manger, because he had to flee from town. But it was all planned and part of the promise. You see, you serve an incredible, orchestrative, amazing God. And if He left it out, uh, He left it out on purpose, for purpose, by design. He gave you everything you need to do to accomplish everything you were put here to accomplish. But you got to stop grave tending around the paper of yesterday and say, dad, next chapter, I'm moving on and I'm anticipating what you're about to write on the page. Look, I came to talk to a few people and say, what if we gave God the pen back? You've been doodling long enough. You've been trying to make sense of their pain long enough. Just give the author back the pen and say, God, looks like there's a blank page here. You do what you want to do in this next season of my life. I'm going to worship you in the midnight hour. I'm going to worship you when I go through stuff, and I will praise you. Oh, as the piano comes, if you don't come, I'm going to keep preaching. we got, we got to get you up here. Come on, come on, dazzle these things. Do what are you Deanna's down here taking notes. I'm like, get up here. We're going to be here all night. These people are too hungry. I don't have any more food. I got to look up. Let's preach another sermon, right? (laughs) Anybody hungry for the word of God tonight? Anybody excited about what God's doing in this place? Every dream, every call I've ever heard in my life freaked the living daylights out of me. He called me. To let go of my past, to let go of my hurts, it freaked me out. He called me to minister his gospel, to serve in the church, and it freaked me out. Then he called me to preach. I don't want to do that, God. I'm the guy that failed every speech. Remember me? It's your fault I'm like this. And he said, yes, it is but when you stand up there, you're not gonna get credit. I am. You see, I found that finding joy in the paper is really pride. My form of pride was insecurity. You know that insecurity is pride, just in a different direction. Yeah, because it's saying, God, not little old me, You never use little of me. It's it's who I am, God. see all the markings on me? And what you're really saying is you think it's going to be you. Someone who has no pride says, God, I I know you're not going to. It's not because of me. I don't deserve to be here anyways. But it's about the gift that you put inside, God. Here's the craziest part. God doesn't just have one gift for you, but you're still stuck on the first gift. He's got a whole tree full of gifts. In fact, in the Bible, there are over 9,990 promises for you. Can you imagine getting to heaven, and God's like, did you open any of the gifts? Like, no, I I, I didn't even open the first one. Why not? It freaked me out. (laughs) Let me show you what was inside. This is the gift you needed to change your mom. This is the gift that I was gonna give you to change your block. This is, this is the gift that I was gonna give you that was actually gonna flip over your city. This, this is the gift that was gonna bring the broken home. This is, this is the gift. See, the gifts that God gives are not about you. Because they're weapons. Weapons aren't about the holder, they're about who they liberate. God has sent you weapons not of mass destruction, weapons of love, of joy, of a sound mind, weapons of light that will shift and shape your society. But you have to open the gift, Mary and Joseph, and the only way you open it is, fear not, for I am with you. Trust me. Do you trust me? I know it looks intimidating. I know it looks freaky but I've called you to adventure. I'll tell all my friends this on Facebook. They all look old. All my old friends from high school, they all look old. They look like really old. Like, they look really old. Don't tell them I said that. Don't hashtag it, tweet it, nothing like that. I don't want them to hate me. But they look really old. And, and I, 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 don't, I don't feel old. Sometimes I forget my age. I'm like hanging out with 21-year-olds. I'm like, you know, people like our age. And they're like, Pastor, um, you're not our age, but okay they never tell me because I'm their pastor and they don't want to hurt my feelings but I forget how old I am they say you're only as old as you feel and I feel so young I feel so alive look this is not an act this is not like here let's turn this up I gotta turn up right now I gotta I better go do 200 jumping jacks in the back room I need five coffees to do what I'm no no this is me this is the life that Jesus put inside me and I'll tell you this I have not had one dull day in my life since I decided to answer God with one answer. Yes. Yes, Dad. What do you got next? Open it. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Are you serious? A nightclub? Are you serious? We don't have the kind of money to afford the nightclub. Are you kidding me? All young adults, how are we going to do this, God? Live off my savings? Move to a new city? Oh, this is awesome. All right, let's do it, baby. Come on, open it up. What you got next, God? Let's open another package. Let's open. Look, it's an adventure with God. An adventure with God. And all you have to do is say, yes whatever you want. Look, tear open the gift like a little kid. My daughter, she's three. She has birthdays all the time because everyone else's birthday is her birthday. Before I can open the gift, she opens it for me. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, sorry, Dad. Oh, yep. Look what you got. She can't help it. Why don't we become like little kids again? we put our mind aside for a second and stop thinking we're gonna figure out what's inside with our big eyes that can see so far and why don't we just say God like a little kid I'm gonna trust dad father that you are a good dad and you give good gifts thank God Mary and Joseph opened the gift thank God Mary decided to have Jesus thank God thank God for God inside of Mary I wonder what's waiting on the other side of your gift that someone 10 years from now will say thank god pastor you left everything to come love on us misfits Thank God you didn't give up when you should have gave up. Thank God that you were okay from getting fired from that job or that door not opening. Thank God that you didn't give up on real relationships could still happen. Thank God you didn't get rid of community because the last community hurts you. Thank God that you kept going. You kept walking. You kept believing. I wonder who's waiting on the other side. I wonder who's standing over here going, if someone could just believe, if someone could just step out, we're waiting. They're waiting, they're anticipating that the sons and daughters of God will be revealed.
0: Wow, what an incredible message today by Pastor Jeremy Johnson. You know, I think sometimes as believers and Christians, we're constantly asking God for gifts, you know? things like more faith or more perseverance and sometimes the thing that God gives us doesn't look like the gift that we ask for you know sometimes we ask for more faith and what God actually ends up giving us is a trial or some type of storm that we are supposed to walk through to learn faith you know he gives us the gift but the wrapping on the outside looks way different than the gift that we thought that we were going to get and so many times because we don't like the wrapping which can be like the storm or the circumstance we sometimes throw away the gift that God had intended for us because we didn't like what it looked like on the outside and we didn't know that the end result would be the faith that we were asking for in the first place. I think so many times we look at something and we judge our life in these circumstances that we're walking through at a surface level and we're not all the way capturing what God had in store for us initially. And God has in store so many gifts for all of us. Blessings more than we can imagine, you know. And God does not want us to just walk through storms. He doesn't want us just to walk through trials. But sometimes getting tested is the only way that we can get promoted to the next level. I'm reminded of when we were students and our teachers gave us tests and we studied for the test as much as we could but unless we passed the test we weren't able to graduate to the next level sometimes God does that He gives us a gift that has a wrapping of a test and we just decide I don't want to take this test and we stay at the same place in our life for years and years and years but I want to say to you that God is calling you to take the test to unwrap the gift that God gave you so that you can get what you've been praying for the entire time. I wanted to take a second and pray for you. If this message hits home, you're saying, God, I ask for gifts and all I get is trials and and circumstances. Or you say, you know, this thing that I'm walking through, I don't really see how there's a gift inside of it. I wanted to take a second and pray for you and challenge you To take every single opportunity every single package that gets delivered to you in this thing called life and use it as a gift use it as a tool a way that God's intending to help train you and make you into a a better person Uh, I just want to take a second and pray for you dear Lord I thank you for every single person that's listening to this message today I pray that in everything that we go through, every single package that gets handed to us, we would take a deeper and a closer look and we would not be so afraid of the wrapping and the outer shell, the storm or the circumstance that we would forget to look at the gold that's inside of it, the gift that God has inside of this package for our lives. I pray for blessing for every single person that's listening in Jesus' name, amen and now I want to take a second and talk about the greatest gift. The gift that Pastor Jeremy was talking about today was the gift of Jesus Christ and the gospel message. Maybe there's some of you that this is the very first time that you heard the gospel message or for others of you you've heard it before but you're thinking I want to rededicate my life to Jesus today. If that's you all you have to do is a simple prayer. Just bow your heads and close your eyes and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Come into my life and make me new again. In Jesus' name, amen. That prayer is as simple as that, and all you have to do is just believe it in your heart. Thank you so much for watching Fearless TV. If you want some more information about, on all the things that we have going on, check out our website, fearlessla.com, or our Instagram, at fearless Thank you so much, and tune in next week for Fearless TV.